want to introduce today's special guest. Um, his name is Dalen Boyd Sr. Please correct correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and he is the CEO and the owner, period, the boss man of <laughs> Big Chug's Flower Shop over in Columbus, Ohio. So yes, I, I was, yes. So we thank you so much for for joining in again, brother. Um, I was definitely intrigued. Um, like I told you, it's not the norm <laughs> to see a black man operate uh, a flower shop. Yeah. Um, yes. So I am so interested in in your story and and the whys and the whats of to to why you've gotten in that profession. And uh, it's all yours, brother. I'm ready when you are. All right. Well, first of all, flowers have always been a passion of mine since I was little. I've always been the type that, you know, would bring flowers home to my mom or pick flowers for my girlfriend or something like that. Flowers always meant something to me. So um, fast forward to, you know, the pandemic. My background has always been in customer service. I work call center, um, customer service behind the counter, just all kind of customer service positions. And so um, when I lost my customer service position uh, through the pandemic, I wanted to start something of my own that I wouldn't have to depend on, you know, the government or somebody to, you know, provide for my family. Right. So I knew I wanted to start a business, but I wanted something that I was going to be passionate in and not easy to give up on when it got hard. Beautiful. So I figured if I go into flowers, I know that I love flowers. I'm not going to give up on it even if it gets hard, because I love flowers anyway. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to do. So I started researching out, and like said, there's not a lot of colored people, black people in the industry. So that was another reason why I wanted to go into it, to show that, you know, we can do this too. You know, we have creativity and and all that, and we can bring that to the to the world. So Right. Man, brother, we, can, we can do anything we want, but go ahead. We the originators of just about everything. Exactly. So that was my inspiration um, that to be able to leave something for my kids. I have uh, five girls, one boy. How beautiful. Just, yeah. Want to leave something for them, something that they can be proud of and that they can, you know, share with their kids and their family as they get older. For sure. For sure. So when is, that's a beautiful reason. That's a beautiful why. Um, I do hope that this pandemic, it seems like it for the most part that this pandemic has uh, giving our people the inspiration uh, to go ahead and start their own. We see that we can't rely on the government to truly uh, take care of us, right? And we see that, exactly. you know, uh, a government position or a nine to five period is not really um, something that is is going to be reliable. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? So exactly. Yep. I'm, Stability isn't there anymore. Correct. Security, job security is not there. Yep. No. Correct. Yep. <laughs> so I, I do hope a lot of people have taken advantage of you know this time being home and, and digging deeper into their creativity and finding out who they are and of course with the help from the government as far as the stimulus checks and things of that nature taking some time to to invest in self exactly. um, 
because once you invest in self, there's no one that can take that away from you. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's something that I've, I've done too. I've taken advantage of that. Um, I was actually pregnant during the beginning of the pandemic and wow. Yes. So I already had a business prior to that for four or five years, which was a clothing line dedicated to babies. So, so because the world had shut down and people wasn't right really in the market to buy any clothes because the kids was at home, I had to figure out what else could I do? Yeah. So I put, I, you know, I did some soul searching and, you know, I put, I created this platform called Geminis, which I'm a Gemini, mm. but the, um, the main focus of, of Geminis, my platform is basically everything that I know how to do is my creative space. So okay. um, from making hair products, skincare products, to doing branding, web design and credit repair, everything that I've been taught or know throughout the years, I said, let me create my own platform and put it out there. Why not? Right. Exactly. And that's, that's what we need because you know a lot of people are starting their businesses, but a lot of people don't have background in how to run a business. So oh, it's right. one thing to start a business. But it's a whole nother thing to run that business as a business. So we do need people who know that and can share that with others who have started their business so that we all can come up together Correct. Yeah, we we talk about that a lot on the podcast. Um, that you know we don't share the wealth. It's, it's as as soon as one brother or sister knows <laughs> certain information, you know we don't do our diligence in helping one another. Right. Um, for the most part. competition. Correct. Correct. And you know, I was just having that that conversation with one of my friends. I was just. I was just saying that, just like you said, we look at each other as competition instead of getting together and uniting, we'll be more powerful together. Um, so, like I said, slowly but surely, I, I do see a lot of change. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. Um, I am any, too. Yes. Any, any way that I can, you know, help a, a small business. Um, I put my information out there um, because someone taught me the information. So that's how yes. I continue to be blessed by sharing the blessings to other people. Exactly. So, um, Daylin, can you tell, would you, do you feel comfortable with me saying Daylin or would you prefer yes. Mr. Boyd or? No, Daylin is fine. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'm sorry. I didn't ask, I didn't ask that in the beginning of the conversation. <laughs> Excuse me. It's okay. <laughs> well, Daylin, so when did you establish um your flower shop? Um, I started in May of 2020. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I originally started another business originally. It was called Peace of Mind Customer Service, a gotcha. virtual assistant. And basically that's just a task service business. Uh, we complete general tasks, um, lawn care. Um, house cleaning, just any kind of tasks. We run errands, stuff like that. Um, we also okay. do virtual assistance for small businesses. Uh, we set up a business license, LLCs, um, stuff like that. So we do that as well. And I started that first. Um, but again, it wasn't going as well 
And so I needed something to be able to provide. So that's when I started the flower shop. And that stuff really good. So that's okay. where my main focus is, Juan. That sounds beautiful. Well, I definitely think you should tap into the other one. That's a, a wonderful thing, too, because we still need those services, um, especially since the world has kind of opened back up. Yeah. Uh, per se, I, I do speak to a lot of a lot of brothers and sisters, brothers particularly who are who are interested in in getting their foot off the ground and getting involved in the cleaning and exterminating and yeah. those type of businesses, especially since you know the world has kind of opened back. So that's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful yeah. thing. This is, this is what we do. We celebrate. We promote uh, our brothers who are doing great things for the community. So that alone is a wonderful thing for the community. You're providing research resources and services to better the community. Yeah. Um, and I work with the, um, organization, um, here in Columbus called the uh, flower initiative, which reach out to the youth and show them how to, operate in the florist industry, how to put together bouquets, how to grow the flowers and stuff like that. I mean, the whole step. So oh, I work with them on a volunteer basis. Um, I've also worked with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society and also the Special Olympics. Right. Yes. I was going to ask you that. I've seen that on your um, business page about yes. the Special Olympics. So tell us more about that. Um, so I am a supporter uh, for the Special Olympics. Uh, we um, we're able to run a fundraiser and um, collect funds for the Special Olympics. And so we are listed as a supporter for them for this year. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. And you said that you were you're also a part of the Flower Initiative, which gears towards the youth to teach them how to get in the, the, the florist industry? Correct, yep. That's great. They meet two times a week, um, and they have a, a flower garden that they work out of. And uh -huh. It's connected to the children's hospital out here, so a lot of times they have the the patients and stuff come and you know visit and stuff like that. And they have different shows that they put on there and stuff like that. Okay. It's a really really nice initiative, and that's one of the reasons why I, you know, I promote it and and volunteer for them. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, uh, Daylin Boyd, we have other brother, a part of the podcast who just joined us. His name is Curtis. Go on and introduce yourselves. Hey, how, how you doing? doing? Everything, man. I see that you're doing great things, and I'm really happy to have you a part of our business at the Black community. It's excellent, man. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. I appreciate that. Let me let me catch you up to uh, speed, Curtis. So you already know about. Um, his business, uh, the Big Chucks, is based in Columbus, Ohio. But uh, Daylin was just uh, telling me that he's a part of the Flower Initiative. Um, is it in Columbus, Ohio, too, Daylin? Yes, ma'am. Yes, it's it's the Flower Initiative, and what it does, Curtis, is it teaches the youth um, how to uh, get into the the florist industry. And they meet oh, okay. a week. Wow, that's good. That also, if I may ask, does that also fall under agriculture and stuff like that or no? Yes. So they teach them the whole 
you know, how the, the planting of the flowers, the growing of the flowers, um, and then even the end step as far as, you know, packaging them up for, for sale and stuff like that. I mean, the whole process is involved. It sounds like it's big business because I can only imagine um, my neighbors, they constantly um, buying flowers and buying seeds and they plant all kinds of stuff. And they just, you know, this is just the neighbors I live next to. can't imagine other people all over the place. Um, right. Seems like it's very big business, you know. At yeah, first, when I, when I first heard about you, uh, a, a, a brother, a strong brother, I uh, have a flower business. I was like, oh, okay, that's different. But that's <laughs> awesome because we need to touch every areas of business. <laughs> Us black people need to touch every area of business. And I like the idea that you have the flower business because I, I don't know much about it, but I'm 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 excited to to get you know pick your brain on it and I like the idea that you're teaching other people. I thought that was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And Curtis, he was speaking about the um tell him uh date Daylin about the uh the Olympics. Oh the Special okay. Olympics? Yes. Yes. So, so um we had a uh, fundraiser, a vendor event. Um, where we sold our flowers, and uh, part of the proceeds went to the Special Olympics to you know support athletes going um, for the Special Olympics. So we're listed as a supporter for 2020, 2021. Wow, that's awesome. Dang, so it sounds like y'all, you're doing big stuff. You're doing big stuff over there. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And, Daily. And, and, oh, I'm sorry, Curtis. Go no, ahead, no, you got it. No, you got it. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. Thank you. Um, I was just gonna ask uh Daylin here, uh your flower the flower initiative, is that only uh located in Columbus, Ohio? Yes, as far as I know, they they're just here in, in Columbus. Okay. It, it was started by uh four women here. Um two of them were nurses at the children's hospital. And they just had a love for flowers. And um, another one, not exactly sure what she did. None of them really worked in the flower business, but they wanted to start this initiative uh, for the children at Children's Hospital. And so that's how it began. And so, you know, everybody's gotten in, the community and everything has helped out. And like I said, I go in, I help out with, you know, products and stuff like that, my knowledge of the florist industry to, Try and get it going. Donate. I donated for the past years a decent amount of uh, money to them because I see them doing good stuff over there in the past. Yeah. yeah. The pandemic is the first year I haven't really did much. Um, for them because you know everybody had to restructure how they spend money because of the the financial uh, burden of the pandemic, right? Um, but I but I'm very excited. I'm very excited that you're doing it because looking at it from a psychological standpoint, dealing with flowers is very therapeutic for the mind. Something bright colors, something different, and I guess I can imagine if you're teaching people, um, kids, how to uh create their own system for flowers and stuff like that. It's just going to make them feel good inside because when people first think of flowers, they think of good. 
So yeah. it's good for the mind. It, I just think it was an awesome thing that you're doing over there. And you yeah. and you just hit on a mark where you said uh, Children's Hospital. I, I give a lot of money to them in the past. Yeah, they did some good stuff for um close family members of mine. So it, it touches me at home. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yes. You know, flowers they bring a lot to the world because I mean they only not only like I said give give you good feeling and stuff like that. They smell good. But they're they're good for the the human race. I mean, the world itself because they supply for the bees and stuff like that. I mean, there's the whole ecosystem that is evolved around flowers is so important. So it's good that we teach the youth to be able to continue that, so that we can continue this world the way that it is. And and we and and the funny thing that you mentioned flowers because I, I study science heavy. I'm really into the science and ecosystem, like you were speaking. Unfortunately, there's not that much beads out there like it normally is. So a lot of right. flowers not getting the proper nutrients because the bees and the flower works together. The bees go in there and take do whatever they do. And I don't know the details. I just Pollinate know that they work together. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm just like wow. So, I mean, for you to do this, I think this is great, though. And yeah. like I said, I could just, when what I think of it, the first picture in my mind is um, smiling. It just makes me smile because I could imagine <laughs> many times I gave flowers, besides funerals, um, yeah. giving um, spreads and stuff like that. But receiving yeah. flowers and giving flowers, the feeling of it is just, it's just awesome. And I, I appreciate what you're really doing. I think it's great. Yeah. And um, I have this this flower subscription where um, you can actually have a subscription of flowers that you can get every single month and you just pay one fee and they come every single month. And the good thing about that is say like you have somebody's birthday coming up, you already have flowers that you have subscribed to. You can send those flowers to that person. So you don't have to receive them every month. You can send them out to whoever because you've already paid for them. And so you have that already as a gift to somebody and, for yourself every month. You can pay a little more, you can get it every two weeks, or you can get a bigger a bouquet. So we have that as well. And that can, it can be shipped anywhere in the United States, not just here in Columbus. Oh, okay. And for the for the viewers, for the viewers that's uh watching this program, can you just name can you just please for a minute say your business and just re reiterate what you do again? Because it's good to every every few minutes or I'm not a few minutes, every like 20, 30 minutes into the the segment is always good to mention it. So if anybody just dropping in late, sure. they can get your information. We need to know your website information and the name of your business, your purpose, everything. We want to just hear it one more time. Yes, right. as many times as you want, brother. <laughs> yes. All right. So my name is Dalen Boyd Singer with Big Shucks Flower Shop located in Columbus, Ohio. Our website is www.flowersbybigchug.com. Um, you can also reach us at 614-610-4490. And our purpose is to bring joy to the world. Awesome. One rose at a time. Nice. Nice. Well said, yes. sir. Well said. I love it. I love the, Dalen, I love the energy. Yes, for sure. Dalen was saying earlier that um, he's always uh, loved flowers and things of that nature. So what's, what's your favorite flowers? I'm a woman and I really don't care too much for receiving flowers i mean it's a nice gesture i yeah. do I, I do um 
I take that back. I, I second that. I do love lilies for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, See, that's my favorite. The star lily is my favorite because they pop. Yeah. They, they, they bloom out. They just really stand They're out. Oh, okay. So what's your favorite? Is it just the star lilies or? Um, I like the star lilies. Also like the carnations. I like the um, the gerbers. What's your most popular uh, flower sold? Roses. Roses are always the favorite. Yeah. That's everyone's go-to. And yeah, that's, that's like the go-to pretty much. Yeah, I like to do different things with roses, so I don't like like solid color roses. I like to mix colors, and so I like mix like purple and orange or um, red and yellow um, to make them pop a little more. So, right. yeah. So, what is your price range for your uh, flowers? Do you sell them separately or do you sell them in bundles? Uh, we sell. Uh, bouquets, and we also sell um, flowers and vases. Um, we do sell individual. So, okay. yeah, it's really whatever you need. Um, we can pretty much provide. Um, I have good wholesalers, so I can pretty much get about just about any kind of flower that you want. Some flowers are really, really hard to get right now. Um, right. Yeah. Pandemic and, you know, the weather and stuff. So some flowers are really, really hard to get, but I really haven't had a problem getting any flowers that have been requested by any of the customers so far. So I'm, I'm pretty happy That's with that. Good. That's good. That's a wonderful thing. Are you looking, are you looking to expand beyond Columbus, Ohio? Uh, yeah, with my subscription plan, that's, that's my way of reaching out um, across the, across the United States. Um, like I said, you can get okay. flowers delivered uh, within three days, basically. That makes sense because mm -hmm. um, the new science, the new science behind uh, marketing, we used to want to open up branches everywhere, but we realized that a lot of right. people order stuff online anyway. So all you need to do is have an online base in a warehouse for where you store your items and you could distribute them all throughout the U.S. As long as you could yeah. uh, get fast shipping. Especially with flowers, like I, I do flowers for me, uh, and 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 they 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 be all over the place. Like I had one in California, I got it two days, perfect. Yeah, no wrong, nothing wrong with it. So, yeah, you know, I guess it all depends on how you package it and and, and send it out and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, That's, man. That's amazing. Did you did the audience hear? He said in three days. So we need to put. I'm not naming no names, but there's a big time. <laughs> company um that got kind of that that whole industry on lock but i know during during uh like major holidays where it's really popular to send someone flowers like valentine's day and things of that nature they are not as efficient at yeah. getting flowers um or delivering them fresh and things of that nature and um they're pretty, they're pretty pricey per se for yeah. a lot of these services. So I definitely recommend uh, you all who are listening to check out the brother's website, which is again, www.flowersbybigchug.com. 
Yes. And I checked it out myself. And I mean, the combination of roses, the combination of flowers in general, and then with the prices, you can't beat it. And then he just mentioned again, three days guaranteed within three days. Yes, um, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. So we definitely need to support our brother and get the word out there that we have a melanated brother, Curtis. Yes, <laughs> awesome. That ships worldwide. How amazing yes, is that? <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited because I like to see us in every different position in business. Yes. And this is just awesome. Like the diversity, because I think it's very important for us. If we're gonna if we're gonna exist as a as a as a black unit. We have to infiltrate. I won't say infiltrate. That's the wrong choice of word. We have to be in every market of business. So one day, one day, yeah. And then one day when we have, um, when we get in our supplies and we having problems getting our supplier, now our supplier could be a black owned supplier where we can get our product from. And then once we create our own system, then we don't have to pay so much to buy product. Exactly. It it works out just fine. And we just got to, we could do it, you know, we can do it. We, you know, and and people like you just remind me that we just so talented that we just in so many different areas that, you know, you're the first, you're the first brother I know that's doing this. And I'm just like, wow. At first I was right. like, wow, flowers. And then I really thought of it like, we're so diverse and we so talented that we just we it's a market for everything. We just don't know about it. Yeah, you know, and, and 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 seeing that you and what you're doing, and you just want to bring smiles to everybody in America, and it's something that we need right now with the pandemic. And um, I ain't gonna lie to you, I've been going through hell. Like Shana stated, she she been getting like she sent flowers or received flowers, mm-hmm. uh, dead. I, I've yeah. been going through hell because of the pandemic with the companies I normally deal with. I didn't want to put them on blast, but highly yeah. irritating. Where uh, because they have a volume, they don't. They don't cater to their volume where they say, okay, well, we know we get busy this time of the year. And then especially with a pandemic. So, you know, not not saying business is booming, but you yeah. know that the volume is going to be kind of crazy because people ordering spreads and all kinds of stuff. And they don't yeah. and they just didn't have the manpower. That that kind of irritated me. But I like the idea that we got you out there to remind us that we don't always have to go to these uh over commercialized business when we got a black business right here that's willing to distribute his uh flowers throughout the United States. I just think it's awesome, sir. Yep. There's actually 41 black-owned florists throughout the United States. I'm trying to connect with all of them so we can get on one network so we can share services. So say like I have a customer that's in their city. I can be able to share my business with them. We both win and the customer gets their product. Maybe an app needs to be created. Maybe an app needs to be created and promoted where I, I know they got stuff like that already, but it just ain't popular enough, and we need to just find an app. And right. we, need to find research, we, need to, we need to find researchers just go around and yeah. research all black businesses around the United States. So if you want to buy black, you don't have to look so far. You can just go to the app, and the app will show you black businesses either in your neighborhood and the United States is willing to deliver to you within a decent man, you know, amount of time. Yeah. And I think that's something that if it haven't, if it's created, I don't know about it. I know they got yeah, small they, scale ones, but yeah, we they, need something they on a big have, scale. Yeah, they have a couple of um is actually a couple of them. A lot of them okay. actually they have black owned apps where it's just 
anything you want to find, you can just go on that apps. But it's just like the attention forum is short span. You know, you hear okay. a little bit about it, the buzz, and then all of a sudden it's going. Jay-Z actually um, invested in one maybe about, ooh, I want to say two years ago. Um, prior to the pandemic, but my businesses is on one. So I'll definitely share the wealth um, yeah. with you both. Um, but it would be it would be great if you create your own apps, right? Right. Just for flowers. You know, the black, the, the melanated flower shops. Like, yeah, that's different. As that. That's very different. <laughs> and a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, definitely that, reaching out to them and seeing what we can corroborate on. Right. But an app sounds good, you know. But yeah, you don't need, we don't need to have an app for all business. We could definitely just have an app for florists because everybody I know order flowers. I order flowers like crazy. At least once, twice every a month or two. Every now and then I'm always ordering for something. If it's not for a funeral or so for a birthday or yeah. if I made a mistake with my fiance, I got to get her flowers. <laughs> One way or yeah. another, I'm one way or another, I'm spending money on flowers, and I think, I think it's awesome um, that what you're doing. And then if you network with all the 41 um, Black Forests, everybody can come together and and and, and, and compare notes. You right. know, sometimes yeah. as Black people, we so scared to uh, put ourselves out there with other companies because we're afraid that oh, his product is better, or my product. But we can have a healthy competition. We don't need to have a competition when we stomp on each other. That's what people don't understand. Exactly. Yes, everything is about competition, but there's levels to it where you have honor and respect and you don't have right. to just stomp on your competitive. You, you're supposed to upbring. Everybody's supposed to pull each other up. Like, for example, exactly. if I have if I have some flowers I'm selling, but you and you based out of Ohio, obviously you're going to ship it faster, but I'm going to refer you to him because he's based out of Ohio the same way. Exactly. And then we, Everybody, we, share, we can share in that profit. Because you gave me that customer. I wouldn't never really had that customer if you wouldn't have gave that customer to you. So, of course, I'm going to share my profit with you. And then that's how, you know, you keep the train running. Yeah. Correct. Well, I was telling uh, Daylin earlier, not, not too many of us have that mindset. You know, we only look at each other. A lot of us still only look at each other as, as competition. Yeah. Um, I like the perspective that you had, Curtis. Well, yeah, it's competition, but it's it's different levels of it. But um, you know, the mindset has to be we're not in competition with one another. We should be like we're in competition with the rest of the world to get back what 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 is ours. You understand? Right. To get mm-hmm. our people uh back on board collectively. So um right. Is definitely a, a great thing, and and definitely let us know when you when you do that, or if you need that extra push to get it done. Because I'm the sister for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she she's a boss. She's definitely a boss. With it. She I will definitely reach out. And she doesn't half step. One thing I when Shada said she's gonna do something, she do what she says. She say what she do. That's just one thing about her. You would think she's one of those old school men. <laughs> if you do what she say yeah. say what you do it. You don't have to worry about doing the opposite. That's good. Thank you. That's good. Yeah, just have that mentality. You know, as, as tired as I be or whatever. If if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. Like it was a little bit of a struggle today with the um with the app not working properly when we was originally supposed to, you know, do this podcast. But you know, I just kept them updated and things of that nature. 
and said, we're going to get on today one way or the other. So, uh, we eventually got on and, and on board. So um, I know earlier in the conversation, Curtis, Daylin was was talking about um, another business. Um, just reiterate that he was doing prior to opening up the flower shop, which I think is a which was also a wonderful thing as well. He's going to uh, consider getting back into it. Yeah, it's called oh, okay. Peace of Mind. It's called Peace of Mind Customer Service Virtual Assistant LLC, and it's basically a oh, task okay. service business. So we complete uh, general tasks for the public. Um, like I was telling Shannon, we do like uh, lawn care, um, uh, house cl- uh, cleaning, um, just general tasks, running errands, um, just general tasks. And then on the virtual side for small businesses. Uh, we help out uh, with establishing the business license, um, setting up LLCs, um, just whatever support that they need in order to start their business or to run their business. I, I I've been, and you know, it's funny that you say that when you're talking about starting up companies. I know how to. I'm not really big on business. I'm I'm learning as we go, but mm-hmm. no matter no matter where you at, I see a lot of people, a lot of these uh these so-called companies making way too much money off of starting up, helping people start a business, which is very simple. It's a, it's a matter of two steps. Most right. states, it's two steps to start a business. And the irrit- they see that a lot of people take advantage of it. But that's why I've been educating a lot of people. I said, listen, you don't need to pay this fee. They look, oh, I paid $400 and they start me up. I'm sitting there saying, you're paying $400 plus you got to pay the fees to process and stuff? I right. said, you know, it's just two websites you're going, right? Your business is started. <laughs> And maybe with IRS, a, a, a few extra forms. It's really that simple because I'm a certified tax preparer. I do taxes. So right. I have to learn business because I do business tax too. So I'm learning as I go. And I see a lot of roadblocks when people talk about business. They charging people way too much money for it. I'm like, wow, man. How are we going to get back to the community if we rape in the community? Yeah. You know? Yep. But and I like what you're doing, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so much false information out there. Mm-hmm. As far as how to open a business, how to start a business, you know, mm-hmm. what you need in order to, you know, to start a business. Mm-hmm. It's just a, because everybody's out there. I won't say everybody, but there's a lot of scammers out there that was out there for that PPP loan and all right. that free money that the government was given. So they were just doing any and everything. So I got, you know, not to get off topic, but I got two people I'm representing right now. And, um, and um in a criminal case against uh the PPP fraud and stuff like that. So I just yeah. challenged um IRS got involved. SBA is involved, but SBA shipped it over to IRS because IRS like to come after people anyway. So that's what they do. So they mm. like that they like the basset how. Because <laughs> they, they come after you and then they get ATF, they get all other com- other act other alphabet people involved after they come involved and worry about like why you say you make this kind of money and you didn't report it. Long story short. Um, I'm advocating for them so they won't get jail time and stuff. So I'm not an attorney or nothing like that, but I'm a certified tax consultant. So I understand ways to get around getting, you know, getting people in a situation where they have to go to jail. You just got to pay restitution where it all falls down to. But some things yeah. are difficult than others. Like, I don't want to take off. I don't want to take away from the segment of your, your flower business. Cause I think it's awesome, but it's just... This is just a really touchy subject because a lot of people are so nervous that they already took the money, spent it, and they don't know what 
what is the next recourse because I tell everybody it's a matter of time. If you did some kind of fraud, it's like you gave it's like you you, you filled out all your information and you gave it to the government so they could investigate you. And now they just have a waiting list or coming to get you. So it's just a matter of time for everybody that's that's scamming. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. So I'm, I represent two people right now. One of them, they got they getting restitution. They just got to pay it all back plus penalties. And um, I got them to not get their record. They're not gonna have a record and nothing, all that. You know, it's that's the first good. offense. That's because you know, government is a straight shooter. The government is not like dealing with the city. They all they want some. They want blood. Yeah. Even if they don't give time, they want felonies on your records. But unfortunately, this person, because they did what they did, people don't realize you no longer will be able to get any government benefits. And if you're poor, this really affects you. If you can't yeah. get food stamps and 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 subsidized housing, that's all government funded. Yeah, you're in, a, you're in a hell of a mess just for a little measly fifteen thousand or twenty thousand, whatever amount of money you get, you got from yeah. it. Now you're in a jam. Yeah. So you teaching you teaching people uh um how to start their business and you also doing cleaning services and also lawn care and stuff like that. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Lawn care is important. Lawn care is big. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a I have a partner that does the the lawn care portion of it. Does takes care of the yards and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And the housekeeping. Um, what made you get into the housekeeping aspect? Uh, that was just part of the, the being able to service that I was offering. Uh, just a way to be able to alleviate because I know it was during the pandemic and people were losing their mind and stuff like that. So it was just something to help ease people's minds it's taking something else off of their mind that they have to deal with you know if you don't have to worry about cleaning your house you've got to take care of the kids we'll come up and clean up your house that way help you know ease your mind a little bit take something off your plate and that was that's our that. our mindset man that's how good they come to my house they're gonna be cleaning for a long time they might call a cop <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with this guy right here? He's a dirtbag. <laughs> We're trying to partner with landlords to do clean-outs and stuff like that, especially now that they're, you know, the evictions and stuff are back in. People are moving out and stuff like that. So that's going to be, you know, a lot of business right there, going in right. and cleaning out, getting them ready for the next tenant to be able to, to rent them out. Right, it's that's garbage. what I was saying to you. Right, since the world is opening back up, that's a part of the all the a lot of that programs and and things are being lifted or or being yeah. banished. So that'll yeah. be a great opportunity for the the services that you provide for sure. Yeah, mm. that's good. Well, Dalen, tell us a look. Tell us a lot or a little bit. Your preference. <laughs> Um, about yourself, I know you said. I think you said earlier you have one, one son and four girls. I have five girls and one boy. Five girls. Wow. Right. <laughs> yep. So I'm originally from Columbus. I was born here, but my father was um, in the Navy and was stationed in uh, California. So I kind of grew up in California in San Diego. So I have my two older daughters. They still live there in California. Um, my oldest is expecting her first child. My second daughter has two kids. So I have two grandsons. Wow. And um, my other um, four are here in Columbus. 
Um, I have one daughter that I've had custody of since she was two. Um, nice. Nice to and, see her brother. Yes. And she's um, expecting her first child now. And then I have three younger ones. My, I have a seven. Uh, my son just turned five. And then my baby is three. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's safe to say that you have, uh, you your family's just expanding. That's just awesome, man. I like to hear yeah. stuff like this. I got to yeah. send you my website for my baby clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 I was going to go into that myself because, you know, I'm starting to have grandkids and I'm like, right. well, maybe I start selling baby clothes or something. For sure. I was actually looking into that. Yes. Well, any, any questions you have in obtaining such feel free. I'm here. I've been doing it for seven years now. Wow. Yes. Right. Awesome. Yes. Feel free. Feel free. A lot of nice, awesome stuff, too. I was like, wow. If I had a baby, I'd be on it. <laughs> I don't got no baby right now. God, God forbid. I don't got no baby right now. <laughs> I'm just for adults. Like, are you sure, Shada, you can't make that in an adult size? Really? <laughs> All yeah. the time. I'm so serious. Yeah. Kids keep time. me young. Kids keep me young. They keep me active. That's what, my dad said. That's what my father said. My father got a young one. He's a uh, he's in his sixties and he got a a ten year old. And yeah. they keep him on his toes and he's moving around. He's very mobile. So I think maybe that's the fountain of youth having kids when you get older too. It keeps yeah. you moving and keep you doing things and just keep your body active. Keep you alive longer. I, I believe so. You know. Yeah. And you know, having kids when you're older is different than when you're younger because my oh, older man. kids, how I raised them, is way different than how I'm raising my younger kids. Yeah, but, we have I mean, a choice. They're different. They're a different species for sure. Yeah. They're very different. So yeah. much regret. So much regret in the sense that I hated myself in the sense that I didn't know much when I had my first kid. I was a kid my damn self. Yeah. But as I got older, my last kid I had, I had. Like, for example, my last kid, I got way more control over him as far as mm-hmm. making him do the right thing. And it's only because I'm more conscious of being a dad. It's like it really takes experience. You know, you don't yeah. know until you know. And then if you're young and you don't really got your game plan all together, then you're not going to be the greatest you can be because exactly. you still want to run the street at a young age. But as you get older, you up in age and you have a kid and as you got older, you're like, wait a second, things are a little different here. I'm like, no, I don't yeah. like this. No, no, I don't like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you're right. You know, when you get older, you just think different. Yeah. Like I know if I like I know if I have a kid now, because I might end up having one um in the future. If I have a kid now at this age, I'm I'm only 39. So mm-hmm. if I have one at this age, man, listen, I give that kid the world. I give him the best parenting ever. Only because I'm well more educated and more experienced and seasoned than being a dad. Right. And it's kind of sad because I feel like I'm doing bad. I did bad to the other ones. It's not that I did bad. It's just I learned more. So I'm excited. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You yeah. brothers are giving me a different perspective here, and I'm loving this because I'm. <laughs> I just recently got in, in in a relationship, and you know we've talked over and over about having children once we jump the broom and things of that nature. Right. And I'm just like, I'm 36 and I have a 15 month old and then I have a 13 year old. 
But I'm yeah. I'm telling him like we should be thinking about retiring and enjoying all this wealth that we're working so hard for. Who want to be changing some diapers? And but I'm, <laughs> I'm like, like I'm hearing y'all talk, and I'm like, damn, I feel bad now because it's like an <laughs> entire different perspective. You. Things should be easier because as you grow, you get wiser, you get more educated, you yeah. have more resources and things that you didn't have when you were younger. Exactly. So you are right. in a, you should be in a better position. So that makes absolutely so much sense. I'm going to make sure me, you share that with him though. And my <laughs> children mom, and the funny thing is my children mom said, dad, you do so much for them now. And I said, only because I know better. I said, yeah. I said, you we we was young having kids, so it's like my mindset was just immature. As I got yeah. older, I'm learning. I said, "Where's the guy? I shouldn't do that." <laughs> we have, I won't sit there and say I have regrets. I just know that life has its experiences, and in order yeah. for you to be a better person, sometimes you got to go through the, the ish, and um, and all it does is gonna make you more seasoned and decorated person, so you could be able to be a better person in general. So I don't want to say that. I have regrets because I feel like if I say I have regrets, then I might not be who, who the man I am today. You know, exactly. the things yeah. that we go through, the trials and, and experiences that we go through, I believe sometimes we're supposed to go through this so we could be better for other people. When they're going through stuff, now we can help them, reach out to them, talk about. Exactly. I'm not scared to talk about my experiences. And I think we all need to, you know, if we're not, I think we all need to start talking about experiences because, especially with the black community, we keep everything to ourselves. And that's why we constantly have a rotation of the same issues happening because nobody wants to speak up about it. Right. Well, I told you, I, I shared this with Curtis uh, prior, Daylin. Uh, I don't think we do it on purpose. We're just afraid of being judged and critical yeah. By, yeah. by our own people. You know, even our family, you know, it'd be times where we reach out to them and then you're like the talking you're like the the topic of discussion with throughout the whole family because you're going through some hard times. You know, right. that's life. So yeah. I, for, for a lot of us and myself too, I've gone through things where I didn't share any type of information with anyone because I was afraid of being judged or looking down on or right. those people that always say, you know, I got your back and whenever you need something, just reach out. And then when you reach out, they really don't have your back and they talk about you and they treat right. you like really a dog. critical. Right. Right. So that, that issue too is, is very crucial. It exists heavenly within our community. So I think that's why we haven't truly opened up to one another yet. That's true. We got, we just got to get better with that. You know, we, we had um, hundreds and hundreds of years of conditioning, but we got to change it to this day. We got to, we got to get it right. You know, we got to start lifting each other up. Stop worrying about keeping up with the Joneses and worried about, oh, why he got the success. Because you know what it is? It's sad to say that if somebody that you know, like, for example, if I'm on Facebook and I see somebody have a greatest accomplishment in their life, I, it almost puts a tear of joy in my eyes. That's my first response because I learned. Because even I had that mentality, too. If I see somebody doing the same thing I'm doing and they're doing it better and they succeed, I automatically fall into that that nigga attitude where I'm like, why I didn't do it? Why I didn't get it like he did? Who he? Why he think he's special? And then over the period of time of learning and educating myself, I learned that's not how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be extremely happy for each other's achievement because 
that's a step forward for our whole race. That's how we got to start looking at it for a race perspective. This is our whole race right here. So if one of us succeed and we we get up here and we never was here before, we're supposed to be excited. Look at the Olympics. When I look at the Olympics now, I wasn't feeling so bad about the situation with the the um the, the, the poor young sister disqualified for the marijuana because I'm like, oh, it's not but black. We got no but black women out there dominating the yeah. sport. So that I'm like, we, we dominated. Why are we... I'm not saying we shouldn't care. Yeah, we want everybody to have the opportunity. But I'm not going to be too hurt about it when I look on that field and there's nothing but black sisters running, competing against each other because we're right. just the powerfulest people in the world physically. I love to say it. <laughs> we are. And it's what we get until we dominate it, you know? And I'm going I'm to speak the truth. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat. But one, one thing um, the dominant society know, they know that we are genetically superior and when people say genetically superior as far as your genome structure, we also have a high process computer. If you take two computers, one with a slow processor and one with a fast processor, and you put them in the same environment, obviously the one with the fast processor is going to do better, right? That's what we are. That's what we are. It's not just genetics. We're naturally smarter people. Yeah. But, but, they, but what makes them smart is that they keep us in all types of dysfunctionality systems where... We have to constantly jump through a thousand different hurdles as a baby versus them having all the doors open for them so they can just walk through it. That's by right. that's by choice. That's by um on purpose. Yeah, they know how to get to our mental. Yeah. And and destroy mm-hmm. our mental. And that's that's where we are as a people, is our mentality is just so screwed up against mm-hmm. each other. That if we were all in the same, if we all had the same mindset, or I won't say have the same mindset, but had the loyalty on the same page, mm-hmm. then we would, as a race, we would do so much better because we wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to come in and jack up our mindset mm-hmm. because we are inferior in every way. Mm-hmm. It's all about loyalty, and I and I love diversity. I don't mind having people that have different opinions about everything but i just want you to be loyal to your race all right like for, sure. for example me, me and my friend go back and forth with the black oh i'm not black i'm not this i said biologically we the same so we just go, we could just say the bio people i mess around with them all the time i said we the bios we yeah. buy we, we 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 share the same we share the same dna somewhere down the line you know say right. so when you get pulled over they don't care about you being black or whatever you classify yourself as you you're a nigga in their heart Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, listen, I I agree with with him, our brother, to a certain degree. You know, I'm really big too on nationalizing. Um, that we have to nationalize, like we have to claim our nationality. But I think the the main goal with that is unity. We have to all be on the same page. So that's why sometimes I I kind of fall back on, um you know, correcting people when they're saying the word black and things of that nature, because I feel like it's just further further (coughs) dividing us. You know, we're finally in a position where for the most part, we understand that we are one. You don't really see any of our brothers and sisters talking about religion to the point where it's further dividing us. Because I don't know for you folks, but, you know, growing up, you know, it wasn't just, it just wasn't like a black or white thing. It was about who you worship, whether you was Christian or if you was a, a Baptist and you walk into a Lutheran church, you wasn't welcome. 
or if if you was a Christian and you was and you walked into the mosque, you wasn't you wasn't accepted. So because we've we've been through so many trials and tribulations as a race per se, right? I think for the most part, I see that we are unified in more ways than one. You don't really see two any of that going on per se. My brother is my brother, my sister is my sister, no matter Yeah, that's true. Um, So, you know, that's why I kind of don't go back and forth with too many people as I did on correcting them about how you nationalize and how you should identify. Yes, we know that the word black and brown is just a color. But just like Curtis said, is it's we're not we're not even given a chance to even have those conversations when we're getting pulled over or when mm-hmm. we got a gun to our head. You understand what I'm saying? When we're in certain positions, you see prominent black folks getting pulled over and killed, and they're the lieutenants, they're sheriffs. I mean, it, it just doesn't make a difference. The main the main thing is is that how you look is you're not even given a chance to say well i'm not black i'm a more and things of that nature like i mean that's just not reality because there's not too many of us doing it we have to be unified on a bigger level in order for that to work but you're absolutely right yeah so i that's the whole thing with nationalizing is just unifying getting on the same page that's exactly what that is Nationalizing is good, and I think I think I think because of the the I, I would say for the sake of saying the word black because a lot of people identify with it. Me personally, I don't, but I use the word loosely because I know that if I don't use that word, people are gonna think that you're not talking about their race. Right. So, so for the sake of for the sake of identity, in which I don't agree with the term, I'm used to, I use the word black a lot. Well, and, well, well, don't be a, afraid to to don't use it or express it. You think it's not what people would understand. Be be open enough to have those conversations with your brothers and sisters, because personally, it's something that is kind of going to keep us in a box, you know, as far as a lot of the things like the the system the statuses like when you when you do the census or when you apply for certain grants and loans and things of that nature this is why brothers they ask you if you're black african american native things of that nature for a reason so i i truly believe that if we continue to put ourselves in a box we're going to be limited to a lot of the things that we are supposed to be getting in this country that I agree. It helps yeah. them to classify us and makes it keep us in a box. Correct. Correct. I, hey, bro, I want to um, I want to know what you uh, classify yourself as. Like, if you considered yourself African, that's so that happened to be in America, or do you consider yourself black? Like, what is your uh, how I you see yourself? I classify myself as African American. I don't really like the term black. Because okay, that's good. It, it it terms as as a color and not as a people per se, but um, we don't look at the Chinese man and say yellow man, or we don't look at the, the white guy and say. So I 
consider myself African American. My ancestors came from Africa. I personally was born here in America, but like like I said, my ancestries came from Africa, so I'm African American. I like I like to say that that's good. I, I'm good with that. Me personally, I like to say I'm American, meaning that. I, I don't like to really use the word African. I know I'm African, but I like to use the word American because when you go up to a white person, you don't say white American. You just say American. Right. And I think the reason why they put they put it together like that to make it seem as though that we don't have no stake on this land and we just come from Africa and that's it. No, we build this. We build this country. So because we build this country, I like to address myself as American, but. I know that I'm also from Africa. My family, my descents come from Africa. The origin of people with my bio pigmentation comes from Africa. So if we sit there, and, and the reason why, and I'm a Pan-African, I'm speaking from a Pan-African perspective. Um, Pan-African believe that we African no matter what country we in, no matter what nation or where we come from or where we at, because our original biology comes from Africa. Everybody knows that. Um if you look at the population of black uh, African people, then we actually the second popul- largest population in the world because we don't pay attention to Brazil that has the largest African population outside of Africa. And then right. when you look at Africa, and then we look at America, and then we look at all these little countries, little sprinkled countries that have an African population in there, you'll realize that we're really the second largest people, and India's third, and, right. uh, and China's first. So we're not as small as what they want us to be. That's the reason why we're census. In the 60s, they created separate, they created a separate system and categories because they wanted to divide us. Because mm-hmm. you speak in Spanish, but you look just like me. Remind you, you look just like me. It just all depends on who ruled your country at that at that time. So anybody, you know, whatever country ruled at that time, you're gonna speak their language. That's just obvious. Right. So because you look like me, but because you speak a different language, they put you in a different category for me. Hispanic. What is a Hispanic? You know, when you go way back when census wasn't that popping, it wasn't no, it was either your black speaking, um, um, African speaking, um, Spanish or whatever the case is. And then later down the line, census was designed to create a uh, 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 separatism between the African community. And they did a good job at it because a lot I of people agree. have all these different, when you look at it, you see all these different categories. I'm like, that's the same category. Yeah. <laughs> You see and what it's that funny it's funny that the first question they ask you is Hispanic, not Hispanic. And right. then they ask you black, white, whatever, whatever. So I was just getting to that. First, <laughs> right. If the if the Hispanic part is in you, then you gotta, you know, you gotta do that first. And then you gotta put in your other part of that. That's why knowledge itself is so imperative. Yeah. Social conditioning. That's social conditioning right there. You see, you yeah. see that on paper because, like, for example, I was trying to find a category for my son because you only could check one. That's how they do it now. They make it so you only could check one. I remember before you could check a lot of them. They yeah. trying to make you choose what side you're gonna be on. It's like a gang. Are you gonna be red or blue? Like yeah. if we go by my son, my son, his mom is Hispanic. If they by by they uh by their interpretation, I'm black. Or African, or whatever the case is. There's nothing on it that says uh, black, African. It just says either you're Hispanic or you have black, not African. It's so confusing. Yeah. And they do that on purpose. But technically, his mother looked just as dark as me, looked mm-hmm. just like me, 
But she just come from a different region in the world. But originally, her ancestors come from Africa, just like yours and mine. Yeah. And then the, the misleading term of all, when they say African-Americans, African-Americans are them. I don't know why they call us that. When people from Jamaica and Haiti have more African DNA them than we do because we was raped by a slave master more worse than... I'm not saying yeah. worse. We were slave, raped by a slave master more than any of them. Uh, like yeah. with the Caribbean islands, the reason why they still, if you look at the Caribbean islands, they still got a lot of their culture of Africa because they got the drums beating and the slow beats and all that stuff. Because to some extent, the white man didn't want to stay in that hot climate, so he let them live a little bit while he had them under the control at the same it's time. It's not that they wanted to stay, is that they don't have melanin. <laughs> their body is set up different. It's different. Their DNA is different. Well, well, oh yeah, they can't handle that heat for the too white long. Man Right. That's why as soon as they get in heat, they turn red. It doesn't matter. They get they get sunburned. It doesn't matter how much sunscreen and things of they na that nature. That's not their natural habitat. <laughs> um, so that's why that's why they're not built for that that type of heat. But uh, I wanted to say something real quick, Curtis, about something that you said uh the trigger went off and then the trigger went back on. Um, <laughs> that happens. That happens. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'll come back. I love it. I love, I love, I love, you know what it is? I do not want to be on a podcast where I sit there and agree with every single thing. We can have like minders, but we need to have disagreements. It's important because that's the only way you're going to learn when you have diversity. So oh, I'm a yes. big, I'm a big proponent and diversity a difference of opinion. I love challenges. I love to get challenged. I love to challenge. It only makes us grow as a people. It's very important. So when you said that you had a trigger, I enjoy it. I welcome it because I understand that it's needed for education purposes for us to learn. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I know what it was. So during my research, um, I found that the word African-American was actually created to to categorize us and to further put us in a box. Yeah, of um, course. From from our dear Reverend Jesse uh Reverend uh Jesse, Jesse Jackson. Yeah. 71, 71, yes. 1971 he made a speech, yeah. Correct. So he's the one who came up with that term, but me meeting all different uh nationalities of of people um in the world I've ran into a few Africans who are from Nigeria or South Africa, whatever. They're actually born in Africa. They say that um, if an American goes there, a melanated or a black, right, per se, American goes to Africa and identifies as an African-American, that they look at them as a joke. Yeah, right. I've heard that, too. Yeah, because yeah. it's 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 like an insult. It's like you right. really don't it's know like who disrespect. you are. It's disrespectful. But, so, um, go ahead. But to push back a little bit, they're not as educated as we thought they are, too, because I, I've been to Africa many times. I've been to Cape Town. I've been all parts of South... I've been a lot of parts of South Africa, and one thing I learned on my journeys is that they're, they're, they're either just as worse or just as brainwashed as we are, as far as the French and all the other, uh, the British entrenched this white uh, Jesus complex, this white God complex. They got white pictures all over the place of Jesus. And I'm like, why your Jesus doesn't look like you? 
<laughs> you know that's not healthy psychological. You know, and I'm arguing with natives in the village and all that. We going back and forth. And I said, how is it that your God looks like that buttermilk skin complexion white man and not somebody that looks like you? You, you don't find that a problem? What white person you know that descends from Africa and they're born with that? What they are. If, if, if region, they're going to be dark. They're going to be darker. I right. said, they're colonizers, right. brainwashed y'all. And, and remember, they just not too long coming out of their perfect racism system, the apartheid. It's, it's just recent. It's not like it was hundreds of years ago. You know, apartheid just was over recently, you know, with, yeah. um, so they still have, they still have the, uh, they still brainwash over there too. And I, and I let them know that we're not as, I'm not as being, um, coming from America, we're not as, as bad as I thought we were until I went to all those different towns and stuff and got a chance to meet. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's rough over there, though. It's rough as hell, man. Like, Cape Town, we got, you know, not to really put it out there, but they robbed us in the hotel and stuff. Mm. <laughs> but I didn't get mad because, you know what it was? When they was doing it, they didn't look, they looked like they didn't have much. And it, and it kind of, like, made me happy to give them what I had. I said, you know what? I'll find a way to get back to where I need to go. And they looked at me when I just was quick to give it to them. Like, he kept on looking at me because when I handed to him everything real quick, and he was like, why is he not He not going to fight with me or nothing like that? You obviously need it, brother, because the difference between us robbing people over here and robbing over there is that they really be starving to death out there. Yeah. We don't starve to death in America. America, we got an obesity problem here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So some of us be robbing because we greedy. <laughs> it's, it's laziness. They don't want to work for it. They'd rather go and take it. Right. There it's probably survival. There's a difference. Over there. They brainwashed with the white Jesus. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's but... what that's why I said you don't see too much of of those type of conversations because a lot of people have woken up and, and dig deeper into re religion, spirituality, and who they are, period. So anyone that and just because they don't they don't speak about it in public doesn't mean that they still practice or or still have those same beliefs, but a lot of people have woken up and, and just are afraid to change. People are a lot of people are uncomfortable with changing and as far as as far as the white jesus is concerned you know that has been in a lot of our families is deeply rooted you know beyond you know ancestors before ancestors and things of that nature um we all know that religion is something that kind of stripped us of everything you know they use religion as a weapon for um for a lot of things so you know i'm i love us um you know i'm i do see major changes that's happening um we do have more work to do but again i think the major key is is unity and just and just celebrating one another and helping <laughs> another we can all get to the level of success that we need to um a lot of our main goals nowadays is is generational wealth we we are so wrapped up in breaking those generational curses i know i am consistently for years 
you know, an obstacle. I'd be like, what the what obstacle? What's that? Like, I don't care what you throw at me. I'm getting over that hurdle and I'm not giving up because I have to do what I have to do for my children's future and their children's future. Like it's enough. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm really good in, in the direction that we're going again. We still have some ways to go, but we'll get there. Yep. Curtis, are you still there? Uh, maybe he stepped away for a minute. Okay. <laughs> but Daylin, is there was there anything else that you wanted to share of, share with you? Uh, I know what I wanted to ask you. So, what is the future for your flower shop and for everything that that you have going on? What can we expect in the near future from our brother? Um, actually, I'm going to be starting Monday. I am going to be on the uh, Grubhub app, and you'll be able to order flowers directly from the uh, Grubhub app. And then um, within the next couple weeks after that, I will also be on DoorDash and also... Um, oh, that's beautiful. Uh, that's nice. Yeah, I can't that's remember great. the other one. You, you do Uber, Eat, Uber Eats too? Yeah, or Uber? Uber Eats, right. What for the flower shop? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. I didn't know you can put other businesses or Uber Eats. Yeah, you can yes. put anything on there. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yep. So you'll be able to find my flower shop on those apps um, starting Monday on on um, Uber Eats, and then two weeks following it'll be uh, Grubhub and DoorDash. Wow, that's a beautiful thing. I did not know. Yeah, you can put other industries on there. I thought it was just strictly for food. Oh, no. You can find just about anything on those apps now. They're really expanding. Uh, big, big, ups to, big ups to Uber. I give, I'm give. I'm, I'm actually say, I, and not because I do Uber. I say I do business with Uber. I say big ups to them because there was a lot of businesses that were suffering because of the pandemic. But I got a chance because I actually personally went out there and did Uber Eats myself. I got a chance to see hole-in-the-wall. I'm talking about hole-in-the-wall spots. Like, this guy just had a kitchen, and he was making all kinds of gourmet meals and stuff like that. And I'm delivering all over the place. Everybody loves his cooking. Gave him an opportunity to maintain his business during the pandemic. Yeah. Because people wouldn't know he exists, but because the app is on, he's on the app, and people type in, I want burgers and fries, or I want this kind of food. His... Uber made sure that his popped up within their close proximity and he was able to uh, maintain his business. Talking to that brother. He's a black-owned business guy, too. All he does is have a kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, though, man. It's going to be on... Um, so it's going to be on Uber Eats. It's going to be a DoorDash and... Um, Grubhub. What's Grubhub. And you're also thinking about Postmates, too, or no? Yep. I'm also going to be on Postmates. Um, Otter. Okay, Otter, yeah. Yep. That's wow. Good. Yeah, yeah I know at all. So with a lot of the things that I do, that means I can be on there too. That's interesting. Yep. yep. I, mm -hmm. that's, that's good though. I mean <clears throat> and um and they advertise for you because when um people post every it's always a new like where I live at is always a new restaurant popping up. So if I yeah. type in I want this kind of food, but I want a different restaurant, I get tired of eating fast food or Something like that. I want something different. 
So I see some very nice pictures of some burgers or some fries. I'm like, wow, they got put the onions. He put it all inside the burger. Oh, it's different. Just something different in general. I'm going to order from it. And then when it comes to my house, I'm like, wow, the presentation of it looks good. That's the first day when it comes to food anyway. You got to look at it. If it looks good, chances are it's going to feel good for you. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So we'll nice. be in, on the app under At Flowers. At Flowers, okay. So you basically just type on the app, what are you looking for? And it should populate the businesses that's on there. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. I got to share the wealth with a couple of people. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in, instead of creating, I mean, your own app is good as well, but why not be a part of every One of the pla- largest platforms. Yeah, that's one of the right. largest platforms out there. Correct. Correct. That's so, wonderful. Sometimes we got to use the tools in front of us to get what we want. For yes. a goal achievement, sometimes you got to collaborate. Exactly. People, people, yeah. the, you can't. Sometimes we can't just say, "Oh, we got to just do it ourselves," and that's it. Nah, they've been in the game longer than us, so we got to collaborate until we're able to branch off. That's it. Right. Have a main goal. Your main goal is you're gonna have your own, but until then, you have to be able to make money too, because it takes money to make do things everything happen. yourself. You're always gonna have to have somebody, somebody to help you along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I've been looking for some help myself for marketing. I'm, I got all this information, and you know, I've, I, what my biggest thing is investing in someone who doesn't meet the the needs that I need, or who doesn't, who doesn't produce the results that I'm looking for. So, yeah. you know, that's why for the most part, I've been a one woman team. Anytime I try to let on it, you know, it just turns into a sour situation because for the most part, I'm very straightforward. I'm understanding. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, this is my bread and butter. This is my main bread and butter. It's, it's my business. And if I hire you to do a certain task, I expect it to be done accordingly the way that I've, I've, I want you to. Right. So, you know, I, I always get the, the conversation on the side. Shana, you need to be more patient with your own people. And it, I mean, it's, it, 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 it turns it into the... Tiring. It's tiring, but it, it has nothing to do with race. If I hired an Asian individual, they would get the same treatment. But, but it, it, that's one thing. You just, you just point out one of our, our greatest weaknesses, too, is that uh, we got we to... Got as, a, as any type of business we get into, we got to try to become more efficient. And I think when it comes to marketing and you hire a black marketer to try to do it for you, um, they see, I don't know, it seemed like, I don't know why is it that we seem to be lazy and doing what we're supposed to do. But when you get a Chinese person, they bust it, yo, they bust it. They have a system so well organized. And that's why I said that we just got to learn to be more organized the way we do things. They got a system it's, so it's, well organized that if you hire them, their prices might be a little high, but you'll probably get the results you're looking for. They, they'll give you traffic towards your, your website by hiring this uh, marketing marketing team. Some people get into business to make money, and some people get into business because it's their passion. When they get yeah. in it because it's their passion, then they do it because it's you know what they love to do, and they do a better job. When they're in it for the money, then they're in it just for the money. So it, they're going to do just what they can to get that money so the service is not going to always be there the quality is not going to always be there because they're just 
in it for the money and to find somebody that's passionate for what they do and then you'll see the quality in that that's so true and 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 um that's so true with it it's just that we gotta um i don't know black people we just gotta learn to be more organized that's all man yeah we gotta we gotta we gotta we need to just i don't know you know what it is it seems like we just got so much talent that and we just waste it because it's like once we doing something for another black person, we tend to get lazy. But if let it be a white person, we going we going blood, we going crazy, we giving our best foot for it. I see that so much happen. We want to impress. We want to look good. Even even one of the guys I collaborate with, business, our partner, he's an old partner. We're not really doing much business right now, but when we do business. And the capital put more money towards business. I got more capital than he does. But why is it that they everybody geared towards him, asking him more questions because I'm a brother, so they don't know that I'm the one that got the I'm the one that's the decision maker in the whole business anyway. But they going towards him because he's a white man. And I sit there and laugh. I use him. I actually use him and say, "Listen, you go in there and you speak to them." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're so excited, and I'm pulling the strings from the back. It's right. a trust issue. It's a trust issue. We gotta rebuild the trust and in, in our community, and it takes conversations like this all the time with, mm-hmm. with one another to rebuild that. We do our our people have dealt with so much trauma, not necessarily me and in your generation, um, Daylin, but the ones before is like those things are. That trauma has passed on to generation after yeah. generation. This is why we have this platform, and that's why we all collectively do what we do because we're we're just like, yo, enough is enough. We can't we can't move forward with the same type of excuse, <laughs> the same type of mindset. It's it's got to end. Yeah, it's got to end. It's got to honestly. I it think we end. need to get back to when they had the Black Wall Street. We Speaking need to get back of, to that that mindset because have, when they destroyed the that, that really set us back as a people. Because right. I mean, we still haven't been able to get back to that point, and that's well, how many years. So we gotta be heavily armed, though. We this time around, when we do a Black Wall Street, because remember, it was all by some by some lies. The reason why the hotel and it, and it, and and people that still alive to this day said that. It seemed as though it was missiles dropped on the town, so that means that it was military influence involved. Right? Yeah. This this day and age, this day and age, we could do the Black Wall Street, but let's not make the mistake that our ancestors made. They gave us a blueprint. They created the business structure and all that, and they worked together. All right, so let's be smarter in the sense that we're gonna do the same thing they did because they they model their system worked. The only thing they did wrong was not having military, having a military, having their own private military. Where they could protect their town because of jealousy mm-hmm. from the opposite uh, opposition of the people and stuff from the race and stuff. Right, so well, that was they, the issue. It's interesting that you mentioned that, Daylin. Um, I I live here in Georgia, and in in Stonecrest, Georgia, uh, September sixth, we're actually opening up the new Black Wall Street Market, where um, it's going to be two hundred and thirteen black owned businesses, um. Inside of an old Target, it was it was a vacant Target Supercenter here in Stonecrest, Georgia, which is a heavily uh, melanated um, city 
here in Georgia. I mean, there's a lot of black owned businesses in the surrounding city period. But mm -hmm. um, for this particular thing, it's it was it, it's the property was bought by a, a black elder um, and it's been in the works for about a year and a couple of months and it's finally here where it's going to be it's going to be over 200 stores within the, the location all black owned is going to have a black owned movie theater is going to have a black owned event space is going to have a black owned jazz center um I'm already a part of it. They're giving you a couple of opportunities where one, you can have your own store or you can have some of your products within the gift shops or you mm -hmm. can sell some of your, you can sell all of your products online on their website. So mm -hmm. I, I went there yesterday to take some pictures and have a meeting. Um, and it's a great thing. I just hope that we show out and support and actually things like that is it's happening in every city well for the most part in a lot of cities that you look at they are <laughs> rebuilding these many black black wall street uh markets with the baltimore is, baltimore is yeah. doing it right now too um yeah yeah a guy down there i know that he's uh he was talking about it um they're creating that structure too, because oh, don't don't believe the hype when you see on TV where everybody doing bad. No, it's always some good. It's always some people doing good. Yeah, yeah. brothers and sisters and stuff doing good. Yeah, for, and, sure. Um, for sure. They just want to make everything look like it's bad on TV, so you have that impression. But they they doing their thing down there too. It's just a matter. I look at it like this: it's like playing basketball. It's full courts, and and we went in, and all we have to do is hold the ball at this point. I think. We're collectively starting to realize what's going on, and I think we're just going to continue to just build. We're just going to continue to get better, and we're going to continue to have businesses thriving. And um, I'm okay, like, like for example, even with interracial relationships, that's just put it out there. I'm okay with that, too, because we're genetically dominant. So our genes is going to be running through somebody else's. That's it. I'm good. I'm good, because you know what it is? <clears throat> What the reason with racism anyway is because it's all about pure whiteness and mixing with us, you, you you automatically become coffee instead of, you know, instead of just being cream. You know, you put the cream in the coffee, it's still coffee. So once you mix with us, now you got coffee in your system. So right. now you you become part of part of our community. You know, your baby's gonna become part of our community. And it's just it's, it's like playing basketball. All you have to do at this time is just hold the hold the basketball and just wait. Give it 20, 30 years down the line and see what they got next. And that's it. Their race is, their race is going to diminish. I was going to flourish. And I, I don't mean it as in trying to be evil, but this is just the evolution. This is just reality. You know? Right. Right. Well, but, before we go, uh, Brother Dalen and, of course, Curtis, was there anything else um, you wanted to let the audience know about uh about your future endeavors and what you're getting into and the future of your your shop and everything else that you got going on. And also give us your social medias and your websites. And we told you earlier, repeat that every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. We would love to hear from you again. Um, can you please uh, tell people if they want to um, purchase your product, what website they can go to? And tell yeah. us the name of your business and, you know, just reiterate everything again because it's very important for our viewers to hear this stuff. All right. So it's Big Chuck's Flower Shop. 
www.flowersbybigchug.com. And I must have to spell this out because I know when I say Big Chug, everybody just think it's B-I-G. It's actually B-I-G-G. It's two Gs in the big. So it's okay. www.flowersbybigchug, B-I-G-G, chug.com. Um, you can also call and order over the phone, 614-610-4490. We're open Monday through Thursday, 9.30 to 6, Friday 9 to 7.30, and Saturdays 10 to 3. Um, we specialize in flowers across the United States. Um, delivery within three days, three business days from order. Um, and as far as um, our future, we're um, looking to expand our brand in the community as someone who, you know, that supports the community that's out there to, you know, uplift the youth, to, you know, show them that there's more than, like you said, than being an athlete or being a rapper to also, succeed in life. So Yes. And also let them know that you also on Grubhub. You're also on Uber Eats. You're also on um, what's the other platform you on? Uh, Grubhub's, DoorDash, Postmates. We'll be awesome. on, on all of those platforms as well. You can order through them. That's a blessing. That's awesome. So now you can even go in there and you can search and you can uh, purchase his items that way. Quality products, um, flowers at their best and he takes good pride in what he does and it's fast shipment so if you order now you know you can order today you can order tomorrow and you get fast shipment and it's quality stuff this brother has a passion for it so you want somebody do you want to order flowers for somebody to have a passion for it because they're going to make sure it's good Right. You want to order anything from somebody that has passion and has experience and, and has taken uh, the business and put it back into the community to teach the youngest. That speaks values. Mm-hmm. And his yes. business promotes love. Right. It's all about putting smiles on people's faces. And that's what he's committed. And his mission is to make people happy and make people feel good. And nothing is better than having flowers being delivered. So if you got any loved ones out there, anybody, and you you looking to uh, send them flowers, you want to make them put a smile on their face, this brother right here has a passion, and he does good flowers. He makes good flowers and stuff like that, and go check it out. Personalized care on each order. Yes, yes. It's definitely been a pleasure with you guys. And, um, yes, whew. it's been such a pleasure. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. It's been yes. a, a, a pleasure. We- Yes, it was a pleasure having you as well. We definitely want to touch base with you in the near future about um, your endeavors with the reaching out to the other uh, 41 Black-owned businesses uh, in the florist industry, of course, um, and to see how that networking is going. And of course, just feel free to reach out to us if you need any help, that additional push, or whatever it may be. We're here for one another. All right. And same. If you guys ever need need my help on anything, just let me know. I'm here for you guys. Oh, I'll be ordered from you soon. Because at I first I that. local to Columbus, Ohio. So now that you you have an option to ship worldwide, definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm down for it. That's what's up. 
All, All right. right. Thank you so much, brothers. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. And thank you so much for being a part of it. It's my pleasure. Thank, thank you, you so much. Everybody have a wonderful day. Take it easy. All right, you too. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. One love. Stay positive. Bring back our kings. Say reach one, teach one. And bring back our kings. Yeah. To the youth, you are the future. Don't let them teach you different. You are kings and queens given from your ancestors. You are not the N-word or B-word to others. And even then, you're smarter than what these people call you. Don't have to be a rapper, private dancer, or a trapper. But you can be a teacher, future leader, or a doctor. Listen to your mama. Pay attention to your father. They want you to be better than the way they was brought up. Stay away from the corners. Not everyone is built for it. If you make a change, tell yours and not this. Be who you are, there's only one you in this world And swear to God, nobody is respectful to a fraud Always be a hundred Honesty is policy, stay beyond the crowd Take charge, don't be a follower Be queens and kings, you was born to be blessed as Reach one, teach one The future is our next step Bring back our kings Reach out your hands and save our queens Time we take charge and we leave But first we bring back our queens and save our kings Save the future leaders, teach the seeds.